to shoot an award-winning collection of photographs. Mmm, a hot topic. Indeed. Our first guest this week is Robert Masquiar, owner and founder of Metropolis Hairdressing in Kingston-upon-Thames. A multi-award winning, yet modest, Robert is renowned for breathtaking photographic collections and his inspirational stage work. And joining Robert is Des Murray, Desmond Murray, an award winning hairdresser and photographer, London based, who consistently breaks new ground and is very inventive um, and exciting, we know from first hand experience, for the brilliant things that Des brings to the table both behind the camera and in front of it. So between them, welcome Robert yeah. and Des. Well, welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. absolute pleasure being here, guys. <laughs> so I don't know how we're going to get through this in 30 minutes because it's such a big conversation, isn't it? But awards, really important to the UK hairdressing industry. And mm -hmm. I think there are, it's become more interesting as the standard of photography has improved around the world. I know the likes of Australia and North America and other countries have also have great competitions, but it's kind of really raised the bar, hasn't it? it, it I, I personally think not only for competition-wise, but for your average everyday Joe Blogs have got a salon. Um, in regards to imagery, it's something that is a must these days. Because if you look at social media, for instance, most things now are driven by social media, and what drives social media is images. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think, I think we're at an age where images are ultra important, not only for awards, not only for, but for social media, for your e, for your um, websites, um, for just, just for your branding. And yeah, promoting, I mean, so. yeah, for me, awards are, are important to, and, and really helpful to raise your profile. To raise your profile, not just within the industry, but within your community, with your clients. You know, I've used that a lot for, for, for my business. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, because it, it helps clients to to see that you're actually somebody that can be trustworthy. Because when they don't know you, they, they, they look for anything. You know, they look for yes, absolutely uh, images and and also your your credentials and yeah. and what you can you know you can do to uh, to uh, to your clients. So yeah, it always helps your showcase. your profile not just within the industry but also uh, in your business. Yeah, and I think the value of photography and awards or competitions together is that it kind of forces you to raise your game if you like and mm. to really explore what you can do and to and to be well a great finisher I mean we can get on to all of that what makes a good picture <laughs> <Yeah>. but certainly <laughs> it, uh, it forces you to to really invest mm. in some of your own skills doesn't it raise your game absolutely I, I personally think awards are a really good thing because it's I'll take for example myself if I'm doing a collection, say, for the British Hairdressing Awards, for instance, um, I've been lucky enough to get through to London about eight times. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> I always say to myself, if I'm going to enter the awards, at the end of the day, I really need to push myself and I need to reinvent myself. So I look at my images, what I've done in the past, and it, it has to evolve from that. Yeah. So if I'm going to do the same thing, it's a total waste of time because I'm not evolving, I'm not growing, um, and I'm not learning. And I think in our industry, things evolve. Yeah. Um, I was speaking All to this time. hairdresser that um, trained me um, this week, actually, and he was saying that um, he's, he's, he's an amazing hairdresser, but he went away, and he came back, and he was saying, oh, my word, 
things are so much different to his days. Yeah. And hairdressing's evolved so much. And I says to him, it's ha it has, and it keeps moving and moving and moving. And really I think time. what's really important is the fact that awards makes you want to go out there, learn different ideas, new techniques, um, and also push yourself as well. And I think if you if you take yourself out of your comfort zone, you'd be surprised what you can come up with. And I think it, it's for people that wants to come into awards that have never done awards, they need to understand that you know awards are planned. It's not it's not like going and buying a, a lottery tickets and hoping yeah. to to win. It's really you know you got you got to plan it, and once you're in it, you understand the process, and that's where you start pushing your limits and pushing your your techniques. But before that, you got to understand the, the planning aspect of it, and I think that's where Des and I uh, uh, you know uh, work a lot and, and help because I know that Des does a lot of photography yeah. uh, uh, as well, and I've done I've done some, but I don't claim to be a, a photographer at all. It was just more of a of a project. But it shows that you've got to understand every aspect of the, the process. Yeah. Uh, so where, where do you start then? So you, you think, okay, I'm going to enter this competition or this awards or whatever it is. What would be your starting point then, Robert? What would you say? Is it the concept or do you have to get the photographer first? Or do you, are you inspired by a model or do you do your mood board first? Yeah. What's the, first? The, first thing is the, the first thing to do is, is uh, understand... Um, uh, the competition you are entering because every every competition and I'm talking about on, on, on a world scale yeah. because it, it's not just about one country you know every every competition that you do have a, a different um, um, requirements or aesthetic that they want and I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the rules obviously the rules comes uh, uh, after and you we need to understand the rules because otherwise you know it's a bit like writing a the story and you're <laughs> off subject <laughs> come a bit you know you know if you're going to enter any award um i think it's really important that you do your homework first first and foremost mm -hmm. i think you need yeah. to find out who the winners who the past winners were um so you can see the quality yeah. of the pictures and the quality of the hair and also the standard of the work yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. secondly you need to find out the judges not meant to sleep with them. After that, the process of creating a, a, an image is beyond uh, uh, awards. It's just the same as all images. In talk, I'm talking about whether they are in fashion or, or, or whatever. You know, it, at the end of the day, it's always the same. You start with a mood board. You've got to know what you want to shoot. What what's your idea? And and the mood board is only really to capture and, and put, like you said, uh, you know, uh, uh, some some sense to the to the madness, so that it's all clear. And it's all clear to not just you but the team because. Uh, you know, creating images is about working with a team. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're gonna have a, a, a team working together. They get to understand what the end result is. So what I always say, you've got to know what you want in the end. Yeah. If you just go and hope for the best, then you might be lucky yeah. and get the best, but you'll, you'll, you'll never. Have. What sort of things do you put on your mood boards? Mood board, not mood board. <laughs> what sort of things do you put on your mood board, Robert? Are they are they hair pictures or yeah. are they colours or are they it depends, it depends, uh, uh, you know, and sometimes, again, uh, my mood board is not, uh, you know, it's not a collage or something like this, you know, it would be just images that I send, and I send to the, the you know, relevant people, so if I'm talking to a photographer, I will send images uh, um, that's to do with the, with the lighting or the style of the photo, etc. Uh, if I'm talking to the, you know, to the makeup artist, then it will be uh, images where the, the makeup 
is you know but also you you know you feed from each other you know mm -hmm. so so it's 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 a dialogue huh? so it's not a, a one way it's really you know and, and that's the, the the thing basically it's a bit like making a movie in a movie nothing is real so in the picture nothing is real you create everything so when you dissect every aspect of an image you start with okay so there's a background or oh, actually actually i start in there's you know that very well because it starts with light you know yeah. basically the absence of light is darkness as soon as you start adding light then you got something interesting going That's on right, yeah. so light is important it is trying to understand all the different you know and then of course you go to the background the model the contents the general feel the pose the you know and, and really that's the way it goes i, I dissect it in awesome. all different yeah. elements mm -hmm. and i control each of them to get uh, the, the feel that i want yeah you know and that's the way yeah I, I i always think as well i think your mood board should be the bible of your shoot yeah so everyone sings from that same hymn book yeah um and i always say you know, once I've got my mood board together, as, as, as Robert was just saying that um, he has different mood boards, I'm exactly the same. So, I have a mood board for my lighting. Mm -hmm. I have a mood board for my hair. I have a mood board for makeup. I have a mood board for clothes. I haven't got a mood board for poses. So, even on that day when we're shooting, the mood board's up. Everyone knows exactly what's going on, what we're doing, and everyone all the step of the procedure mm -hmm. yeah. that the mood board everyone's sinking from that same hymn book everyone yeah. knows where they're, and that thread yeah. is running through your whole collection and, and, yeah. and that is, at that point i want to talk about as a as a hairdresser because this is where a lot of hairdresser fails you know because you know each part of it is pre pre-decided but also each each part of it needs to be rehearsed that's a, a major thing so you know i don't i don't just rely on the on the makeup artist to do a good job i want to see it i want to see it not because of the quality but i want to see if if that's what i want in the end you know and okay. and for the hair is the same you've got to rehearse it play yeah. with the hair don't leave it to the day well, of the shoot is not the day to well, the day of execution isn't it it's yeah. it's so funny because trevor sorby is um a really for me he is my role model and he he always comes out with these wise things and he comes out with prepare fail to prepare prepare to prepare to fail yeah. so uh, what trevor does before he does a show he doesn't just rock up and do a show yeah. what he does he spends hours preparing making sure the concept works the idea the hair looks great photography is exactly the same if you're yeah. doing hair for photography i always get a mannequin and it all starts on the mannequin Right. So, and I'll come up with these great ideas. If I like it, I photograph the ideas. And mm -hmm. sometimes, actually, some of the ideas are quite intricate, so I have to put steps. Mm -hmm. So, I'm like, I started off that way. So, on the day, on the day, it's a really manic thing, as you know, Robert, as we all know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and before you know it, the day's gone. Yeah. So, you've got to be ultra organized in what you're doing. And the thing is, for me, because I do, obviously, I do photography and I do hair. So I've got to be majorly yeah, organised. Yeah, so I've got to know my lighting beforehand. Yeah. I've got to know what I'm doing hair-wise, etc. Um, if I need assistance to help, yeah. I've got to make sure because time means money. Mm -hmm. So what I tend to do is I rehearse everything to do with hair, and I know my hair inside out. Yeah. So I say to myself, if I've got one model, I want to get two looks out of her, or maybe three looks out of her. What am I going to do? So the trick is 
and this is a, the, the key of, 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 of maximizing your time, start off with the simpler looks first. So say for instance, if you have a hair that's gonna be um, all back in a ponytail, stuff and hair up or whatever, start off with that first. And then if you're gonna curl the hair, curl it afterwards and then build up. It. And do you know what I always do on shoots um, is to designate one person to be the timekeeper. To be the yeah. one that goes around. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, I... You, when you're doing a shoot, your brain is so busy focusing on getting lovely hair yeah. and lovely images that you're not focusing on time. So yeah. it's great when you've got someone who's detached from everything. Yeah, I, think, I think we need to explain why this is important because, you know, it, it's, it's also and simply because we're creating in one day, one collection. Yeah. So, it, you know, if you're just doing one or two looks, so totally different, different scenarios. But, but even so, you but, still need to manage your time. Yeah, no, of course, of course. Yeah, but of but course. when you've got to create eight looks, uh, well, no, when you've got to create eight images, mm. so therefore you're creating probably a lot more, a lot more, you know, yeah, sometimes up to 12 looks. Choice, yeah, yeah so you need to be completely, you know, it needs to be a military operation yeah. at that point, you know. Yes. So that's, yeah, so that's, that's, that's a key word, military operation. <laughs> that is absolutely so that, right. Yeah, yeah. So Robert, with, um, let's come to the models. How much are, when you're devising a collection, because we're talking about collections for competitive work, how much are you influenced by having done a casting? Or are you, do you go into a casting looking for certain hair or do you go to a casting looking for inspiration? Um, um, both, uh, both, but uh, models, models are very important. You know, I, when, whenever uh, we look at an image, um, we look at the model you know and whether you look at the hair first or you know the orders irrelevant because you always pay attention to the model and the example when i do a course on on how to shoot a, a collection um there's one image that i show it's it's uh it's Kate Moss with her hair just she's it's a black and white photo she's naked it's cropped to the you know shoulder and the hair is just down simple and she looks amazing well you look at it and you think wow that's an amazing uh, you know hair and everything is amazing but really what you're looking at is Kate. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. And, and that's important to really understand uh, and accept that the model plays a major part. So, so I look for the models that will, will, will have that as well as the hair. So it's a, it's a compromise sometimes, yeah. you know, because you've got, when you, you know, we haven't got, we're hairdressers, so we want to show haircuts. Yeah. Well, uh, you, that's a problem, you know, yeah. finding the, the right models that have the right haircuts and everything. Yes, I know we can use wigs and hairpieces, but we're limited, you know. Yeah, uh, we, by we, the we can't, yeah. But hairdressers tend to think of just hair, yeah. not an overall image. Yeah. To make that overall image, you need a black canvas. The black canvas is someone that's photogenic. Mm. So you can plonk any hairstyle on that person and, and your hair is gonna look absolutely amazing if it's on a model. Mm. And that's the difference between getting getting a model and someone that is just the client or something like that. Because a model, a couple of things with the model, obviously their models are photogenic and mm. they do that for a living. Secondly though, models can move. Yeah, they can to turn on the sexuality, how to turn it off, how to give you this, yeah. how to give you that. 
you know, there's a lot of things you can fix on post. You know, after once the photo is, uh, is done, you can fix a lot of things, but there's two aspects that can't be changed is the mood of the, you know, the, the model and the pose. And that you've got to capture right because if you haven't got that, you haven't got an image. Uh, you know, the rest, you know, if the nose is too big, if the, the chin is not, you know, you, you can play with that with this coming to that point actually and i want to talk about actually i want to talk about editing in a minute but i want to talk about also the fact that it's not all about professional models you can use people from the street but you've got to understand you've got to understand what's needed and you know it's fine you have your mates but you know she if has she got that profile and she hasn't got it then it's not not, yeah. uh, not and, I, and I think isn't that also a bit of a difference between an, an awards collection which is doing perhaps a slightly different job than a collection that will bring people into your salon yeah so because that needs to be perhaps a little bit more accessible yeah, so absolutely. for me to feel yes it's lovely to look at a photograph that's aspirational but if it's way above my league it's not going to make me yeah. want to come into your salon because I'll yeah. feel a bit almost alienated by it in a way so I suppose that's one of the other big questions for me to come on to is when you're doing a shoot for a, a collection for a competition, whether it's one of the brand competitions or mm -hmm. a national awards and so on, is it possible to do a collection that will tick both boxes or do you think it's dangerous to try and make it do a double thing? Sometimes yes, sometimes not. I did this year. Uh, the, the collection that I won the Southern Headers of the Year, I mean, originally, originally, I mean, those stories that I didn't want to shoot it at the time, it was scary. Mm -hmm. It was scary. Yeah. And she kept insisting, "Come on, you've got to shoot it." I'm like, "I'm too busy. I've got, I've got the, uh, you know, the, the scissors. I'm, I'm doing, working <laughs> on the brand, and you know." And then suddenly something ticked. Uh, you know, I, I was, well, I need images for that. Mm. You know, for to, to to, I want the brand to be alive, so I need images to to capture the to the mood of the, you know, yeah. the, and and that's when it starts. Start, you know, I got uh, inspired, and and then I created uh, images that will be good for the awards, for the scissors, but also for the salon. Yeah. Now, it doesn't always tick the boxes on all, but on this occasion, it did. And I managed to cap capture uh, something that, that's commercial and, and that would touch, I think it was, I think it, that's what kind of um, uh, made people go for it is because the styles, it was all like old rock and roll hairstyles. And of course, you know, the, the judges are not all spring chickens. <laughs> so, of course, it's hairstyles that we talk yeah. to them, you know? And, and, and so sometimes you can do that. Sometimes yeah. you can do that, but it's dangerous to, to want to do that all the time. So you, you think, can dilute. You think really the best advice is to decide what your primary aim yeah. is. Right. Yes. First, I'm yes. shooting a collection in right. order to oh, do yeah. this. Yeah. If it also does that, your priorities maybe. Yeah. First, it needs to go in for this competition. Secondly, it needs to showcase this skill. Or yeah. thirdly, no. it needs to be good for my salon. Or fourth, it's. A, a gift for my team to yeah. work on something yeah. so yeah if you prioritize so i've got a question i'll, I'll answer a question i'll, I'll answer it so <laughs> for, for those of you <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just right so i can imagine some of you out there are sitting there thinking Oh, it's all well and good for Robert and Des because they're used to doing all of this. Um, but if you've got a salon in the middle of no man's land and you wanted to get a great, um, you want to do a shoot yeah. to promote your brand, 
So you wanted it for maybe social media, or you wanted it for your website or your shop window. Um, you didn't want to spend the earth. You, you haven't got access to models. Where would you go to get models or street models? And if when you do get them, how do you know they're photogenic? Right. Ooh. Right. So <laughs> that's why I wanted to ask myself that question. Yes, sorry, yeah. yes, sorry. Yes. <laughs> So, um, the answer is, say for instance, if um, I was looking for a model, didn't have loads of money, I would just keep, so say like, if I lived in somewhere like Nottingham, mm -hmm. there's loads of universities in Nottingham. Yeah. There's loads of pretty girls yeah, running around. Yeah, big student population. There's yeah. loads of guys running around. Um, there's, at one point, I remember when I had my salon, um, in Covent Garden, I had no money, so I had to go get, get street models. And I remember seeing this um, this guy. He was um, selling the Big Issue, yeah. Covent Garden Station, and he had moustache and stuff. He looked a bit like Jesus. And I'm like, what a handsome little devil! Yeah. And I kept passing him. I kept looking, thinking, Wow, you were really cool. I'm going to do a shoot with you. So I went up to him. I'm sure you didn't think that though. Well, this is a funny bit. And this is where I think you have to have the confidence yeah. to do this. Because at the end of the day, it's not easy going up to someone and asking them to want a model. Especially if you're a guy and yeah, you're, you're, you're meeting a girl and, and they're probably thinking he's the right perv. If you're looking to do a really cheap shoot and if I was someone with a little salon, didn't have any money, wanted to do a really cheap shoot, I would actually do shit on my iPhone. <laughs> I was just about to say that actually. I, I think now it's also time get, to talk about get a ring, get a ring flash. Yeah. Mm. Get a white background, whether it's a wall or something, and literally get your makeup done. Get you, and you can create some amazing images. Yeah. And not only that, you could put obviously your filters on it and make it look, and you can do that quite cheap. Because now we've entered a world where you know. You know, images, it's all about images. You know, we, you know, uh, we spend our time on Instagram all the time. And, and uh, uh, so we talked about all the, you know, creating collection, awards and all this, but really images are also can be used and are, are heavily used for uh, social media. So, mm -hmm. so you don't need, um, you don't need all the, the, the you know, the, 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 the photo shoot set up and everything else to create a great image. But what you do need is, is that process, that, 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 uh, that um, creative process, you know, to so that you you create an image uh, that represents what you want, you know, yeah. and and that can then be used, and you can push that on social media. So that's a great way to promote your 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 business, and a lot of people do that anyway already. And you know, I mean, I just bought a new phone because the camera is a lot better. Because I'm thinking I'm going to capture images in the salon, and now you look at the quality of the images, so oh, they're, they're really Absolutely. good. So you can't yeah. afford to have some blurry things. So no, you these days, I think we're a visual industry, yeah. so we have to go with that. You can't, you know, it's pointless. Yeah. You know, it's like you wouldn't have your hair looking a mess and expect someone to buy a hairdressing service from you, and yeah. you wouldn't and buy makeup from somebody who looks exactly. Like and they don't how care about it, you know? there's an eye manage to get you know you, when you as soon as you go onto social media the image starts to looking good is because we apply the same process at the beginning of the year i told my uh, receptionist all right we're gonna go, we're gonna go big on on uh, on instagram uh, you know we're gonna work on so i use my skills and say right this is what you need to do i gave her a lot of advice on how to create great images i even you know, make the download an app uh, uh called snapseed 
uh, it's, oh, yeah. it's fantastic to, to do a bit of editing, you know, uh, and to do, just to clean up, to punch the, you know, to bring up the colors or whatever, yeah. you know, and, and just so that it looks, uh, it looks good and it has some sort of, uh, yeah, uh, you know, so identity. Selective. You can't just put everything out there no. just because yeah. you, so you need to be selective. So if you wanted to go a step further, so you wanted to go in between your iPhone and a professional photographer, you can get one of those little cameras. I've bought a little Canon camera. It's about 500 pounds. I think it's called Canon G7X Mark II. Which we can and put in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. And what's really good, the reason why I got that camera, a couple of reasons, is I do um, a lot of shows for a product company I work for. And um, the hair is normally really great. And I always think, I never capture that. Mm. I would like to capture it. But I'm not getting the quality from my phone. However, I don't want to bring my 35mm with me. I don't want to bring my Hasselblad with me. So how can I capture it? So I bought a camera, which goes everywhere with me, and I take loads of stuff outside and stuff, etc. Um, and that captures the quality. It gives you the quality yeah. of a 35mm, mm -hmm. and it looks very professional. And if you have a ring flash with that, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. And you don't need to know the ins and outs of the technicality of a camera, yeah. um, because you just put it on automatic. Yeah. And also, it does videos. Great. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which has opened a whole yeah. new can of worms for me. And again, because everything's very social media driven, mm -hmm. that is like an absolute gem to mm -hmm. have. Yeah. That camera is an absolute, because it does everything all in one. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. Brilliant. And not only that, if you go to hair shows, as I go to quite a few hair shows, and I always think, you know what, I wish I had a camera to capture some of what I've just seen. Mm. Again, it does it all for you. Yes, you can record it. You can mm. record everything. So if we just, moving slightly off the vein of the photography side a little, um, Robert, you were talking about Snapseed as, a, as an editing tool that you can use, obviously, with social media. But how do you guys feel about editing, editing. pictures for collections? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, again, uh, you know, Snapseed is editing and editing. Editing can be a really sore subject, you know. Um, um, uh, you've got to be very careful. Um, you've got to be careful and you've got to know who you work with. If you're lucky to work with a great photographer, you won't have that problem where the image will be so edited that in the end it's distorted and it becomes almost uh, laughable because I've seen and I've judged many competitions and I've seen and I had to reject uh, photos because once I had a, an image uh, basically uh, you know it was one side of it was edited and then it was copied and pasted on the other side to oh, create like a mirror image a mirror you know and um, like well <laughs> Obviously, that's not going to work with me yeah. because I spotted, you know, because I've got that eye, you know, uh, of looking at images, shooting images. So, of course, you, you know, you, I, I spotted straight away that it was, you, you wouldn't see it straight away, but, but it's there. You can and, see it's manipulated. And I thought yeah. it, it, it looks ridiculous because then, you know, the judges aren't judging the work. They're judging uh, just some editing and it looks, it looks ridiculous. And, and I think to me, there's, there's, um, well, there's also trends, isn't it? Uh, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's trends. And at the moment, it's shifting back to a more natural uh, look, which is mm -hmm. great. Um, um, but editing, I would say, keep it to the m minimum. Yeah. Editing is nothing new. Even before digital, it, there was editing. 
the, yeah, the difference it was a room. Yeah, you know, the, it was a room, and you close yourself in, yeah. and then you you work yeah. the photo. I mean, no, you know? in the magazines, so, we would uh, we would clean up the skin. We would take exactly. if there was a stray hair or the outline. But actually, I think the Vogue has come, really come back around to keep it a bit more natural That's because right. I think I think it all became so false in the sort of early two thousands and so clearly manipulated i think we're all a bit we want something that's more real and more yeah. authentic now yeah absolutely i think they uh, got in this i i personally think with with any editing any images or um hair images i think the skin obviously it's okay to obviously edit the skin but keep it quite natural mm. um so obviously if there's shadows and whatever keep your shadows there but don't make it over so that it looks plastic it looks mm. it's got to look real um, and also the hair, minimum amount needs to be done with the hair. So, say for instance, sometimes you shoot it in raw file, and that, that what I mean by raw file is is there's nothing being put onto the actual image itself. So there's no colours, there's no, um, it doesn't look punchy, it's not sharp, it's mm. it just looks very dull. So um, you can beef up the contrast, beef up the colour saturation, make it look punchier however I always try and do minimum amount to the hair and keep it as real as possible yeah. but uh, sometimes I do shoots with people and it's it's unfortunate because they rely on retouching the hair to make it look good rather yeah, than that's a problem. rather mm -hmm. than do the hair and make and then all you do is enhance I've the been, hair I've yeah. been editing for like for 15 years, a lot of people don't realize that a lot, uh, you know, a lot of the images, well, most of the images that I've, I've created are, were edited by me. And, and, and before that, I was also editing for other photographers, uh, you know, and uh, so, yeah, you know, th there's there's a tool in, in Photoshop that that's liquefied, you know, and, and you can you change the shapes and you can adjust the shape. And, and you know, it's not I mean, to me, when we shoot, that's that's why it's important to be there and make sure that before you capture the image, the hair is looking right. Mm -hmm. um, so that, you know, and, and when we shoot it, we always do it almost like a test shot. You, you, you shoot it, we don't care about the pose or anything. Just shoot to see what, what the hair comes on the, you know, uh, how the hair looks on the, on the camera. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then from that, you see if you need to tweak any aspect of it. It's a much better approach than trying to rely on, on, the, on the, the editing because at some point, it will show. Yeah. You can't. You can't. Um, well, yeah, some some are very skilled, real. and you you, yeah. you can't see. But there's a point of integrity. Yeah, you know, you need, to stay. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. you need to stay. Wow! wow. Gosh, thank what you guys. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank for you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Yes, great. Well, thank you to our amazing guests. Thank you to Desmond Murray and to Robert Masquiaf at Metropolis Hair in Kingston. We really appreciate your time and your insight and your advice. Let's go Pleasure. forth and win something. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for having us. And, uh, and also, guys, if you're thinking of entering any awards or doing your own pictures, good luck. Don't forget, I know we're quite serious and we're, we know we're having a discussion, but it's really important that you have fun when you do hair as well. Just, just enjoy yeah. yourself. Absolutely. Oh, very nice sentiment, that one. Um, I am Lily Cox and together with Nikki Pope we have prepared lots of notes on this podcast topic of how to shoot an award winning collection so do check it out um, and if you've enjoyed Respectfully please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes and actually again another one if you want to get in touch please 
feel free to contact us. It's info at ihaa.co.uk. Until next time, goodbye. 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 Thank you. <laughs> Great.